and Brother Williams. We have tremendous speakers this year, as we do every year. And we just encourage our men to try to make room to be a part of this men's conference. So sign up sheet in, uh, in the vestibule. I do want to mention again as well, continue to pray for our connect groups. They are doing so great. We are going to be starting up training for a brand new set of connect groups here in a couple of weeks. We've got five going now. We have four potentially breaking off soon. And we're going to be training at least four more. We are thankful for it. They are just doing fabulous, doing fabulous. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse number 1. Simon Peter, a servant. Everyone say a servant. An apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him. Notice that. Through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue whereby, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. What a powerful four verses in chapter 1. Peter goes on in verse number 5. And beside this, beside what? Beside all that he mentioned in verses 1 through 4. He said, and beside all of these incredible, wonderful things, the promises of God, eternal life, escaping corruption, receiving the divine nature of Christ himself, and, uh, and knowing him through the Spirit. He said, besides all of this, giving all diligence, speaking to you and I, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge, temperance, to temperance, patience, to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, kindness, charity. For if these things, listen to this, if these things abide, abound, if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. A few months ago, we talked about the importance of bearing fruit. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and have forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather brethren. Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if we do these things. We shall never fall. How powerful is that? If we do these things. 
we shall never fall. I believe that 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 1 through 10 deserves our attention. Anytime somebody ends something with, if you do these things, you shall never fall. I want to go back and reread and reread. And I want to understand. I want to study it. I want to get into it. I want to devour it, digest it. And I want it to become a part of my life. Because I have a promise that if I do these things, I will never fail. That's powerful in the Lord Jesus. Can you say amen? Praise God. And so we are going to go forward. Let's pray and ask the blessings of the Lord upon this service here tonight. Father, we come to you by the power of the Holy Ghost. I pray touch the mind of your servant. Lord, use the preacher tonight. Help, O oh God, your servant to deliver the word of the Lord. Father, we do not want to fail. God, we want these things to abide in us. We want them to be upon us, in us, through us. We want them to flow out of us. We want to be fruitful. We want to abide in the promises of God. We want to uh, abide in the divine nature of the Lord. Help us, God, to receive these things. Lord, we don't want to be blind. God, we want to see. We want to be fruitful. And we want to abide. And we never want to fail. Oh, God, we pray we ask it. In the wonderful, mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everybody say amen. Turn to somebody near you and tell them, I am adding to my faith. God bless you. You may be seated. And so last, last Wednesday, we, prior to attempting to get into these things that Peter begins to mention here, we uh, laid a little bit of a foundation. And it was important for us to understand that Simon Peter started out these these writings with the words, I am a servant. And uh, we dealt with that for a little while because Simon wanted us to understand that before he was an apostle, before he was a preacher, before he was any of these things, he considered himself a servant. A servant to the Lord Jesus Christ. But not only a servant to the Lord, but a servant to his brothers and his sisters. I believe that Simon Peter was trying to get you and I to understand something. When he lists all of these things in verses number 2 through uh, verse number 4. When he lists those things, he wanted you and I to comprehend that we would never be able to add to our faith these other items and the virtue and the other things that he uh, mentions if we do not become servants first to God and secondly to one another. I want to tell you that the ones that Simon Peter are talking about towards the end of these first ten verses when he says those that do not have these things they are blind and they cannot see afar off. Those that do not have these things, they will fail. And the only way not to fail is to make sure these things are in your life. 
He was these. He was talking about those that never learned to serve their brother. Never learned to prefer their brother. He went on to say that they are of like precious faith. They are equal. My brother, my sister, whatever professional uh, occupation you may have, whatever level of, of social status or economic status you may have, Peter wants us to know that when we come into this building, we are equal. We are equal to one another. We are equal in the eyes of God. And we are to serve one another. Can you say amen? If we get that spirit of servanthood inside of us, if we learn to serve God, learn to serve one another, and we don't forget from where we were redeemed, then these things can surely be added unto us. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 3, the word of the Lord said, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in the lowliness of mind, let each esteem the other better than themselves. I want to tell you, this is the foundation of Christianity. Learning to love my brother. We talked about it. The badge of Christianity is what? That when they see me and they recognize that you and I are uh, a Christian, that we are the disciples of Jesus Christ, the way that they're going to recognize that is our love to one another. When we are done wrong, yet we love our enemy. When we are cheated and we do not seek revenge. When we are stolen from and yet we bless the one that steals from us. Men are going to recognize, hey, they're not just Christians by label. They're not Christians by organization. They are Christian by discipleship. They are walking in the faith. They are like him. They have its characteristic. They have his love for one to another. That's how men are going to know that we are indeed his disciples. Listen to pastor. We are entering into a generation where you cannot tell the Christian apart from the world. They talk like them. They look like them. They do everything like them. You know how it is. You'll talk to someone one minute. They're telling you how much they love God. The next minute, the F word is coming out. GD's coming out. They get upset about something. They start cursing. They start talking about somebody. They start talking about revenge and hateful and unforgiveness and all of these things. And, and you go, wow, a moment ago you said you were a Christian. You were, But that's the world we're living in today. They're blending it all together Christianity is only a label it's just a title it is a recognition I attend church on Sundays or maybe on Easter whatever it may be but the time is coming it's not going to be whether you call yourself a Christian or not they're going to recognize you as his disciple because of our love to one another and our love to the enemy and our desire and passion to reach the law Come on, let's love God for a moment. Bless Him, bless Him, will you?
It is indeed the foundation of Christianity. And so in continuing in this study, verse number 5, the word of the Lord says, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue knowledge. Beside all of what? We talked about this. Giving us, he said in the first verses, giving unto us all things. Everybody say all things. That pertaineth unto life and godliness. This is one of the things that Peter's talking about. Given unto us, everyone say, exceeding great precious promises. That's so awesome. Peter said, but not only that, we are have we have been made partakers of divine nature. We have escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, my Lord. So Peter says, but beside all of these things, besides this, give diligence. We talked about that. So Peter goes on to say, I know that we have all of these wonderful things from the Lord. We have exceeding great promises. We have escaped corruption. We have been, uh, we have been given uh, all things that pertain uh, to life. He said, but in addition to that, with zeal, that's what giving all diligence, with great zeal, he said, there are things that we must add to this. These are things that God has given us. Now Peter is going to start talking about us. Now that we've received the great promises. Now that we've escaped corruption. Now that we have the knowledge of God. Now that we've received the divine nature of Christ. And these things have been given to us. Peter said I'm telling you with diligence. With exceeding effort you are to begin to add and he begins here by saying to add to your faith everybody say faith now usually when we see that word faith here we are uh, we think about you know uh, what we believe in, our our doctrine, or we think about faith as in uh, having the faith to uh, see God heal somebody or deliver someone. But this word here, faith, uh, in this instance here in the Greek, it is being used as what you trust in. Everybody say trust in. This word here is a Firm persuasion. Say, I am persuaded. It is a confidence or having a confidence in something. A resilience in something. A consistency in this 
resilience. This is the kind of faith that Peter's talking about. The trust in Jesus and resulting conduct and attitude of this abiding trust that we have in Him. And so Peter comes to you and I and he says, with having escaped corruption, having the exceeding great promises, having received the divine nature of God, this faith that you have, this confidence that you have uh, this trust uh, that you have in everything that he has given to you he said you must pursue it uh, with diligence uh, and with all uh, of your might uh, and all uh, of your strength that's what that word add to means don't take it for granted don't sit back in a in a nonchalant kind of attitude well I go to church on Sunday I go to church on Wednesday I pay my tithes I'm devoted no Peter said it's beyond that you've been given great and precious promises you've been given the divine nature of God and the faith that makes measure of faith that's in every man Peter said you got to go after it you got to seek after it you got to pursue it you got to do it with diligence <laughs> Woo! this faith listen this faith is not so much as in what we believe as it is in whom we believe this faith this assurance this confidence that's what he's talking about he said this confidence that you have this assurance about your Jesus that you have that he'll never fail you he'll never leave you he'll never forsake you he said you gotta add to it look at Philippians chapter 1 verse 22 but if I live in the flesh this is the fruit of my labor yet what I shall choose I want not for I am in a strait betwixt what having a desire watch Paul the apostle having a desire to depart and to be with Christ which is for better everybody say for better which is for better. Nevertheless, abide in the flesh is more needful to you. Having what? Having this confidence. That's the faith that Peter was talking about. A faith that'll bring you through every trial. A faith that'll cause you to be like Paul and say, look, if I've got to die for this gospel, it's okay. Because to be with Christ is better than being down here. Listen, that's a confidence. That's a strength. That's an assurance. And that's what Simon Peter is talking about here. This is the kind of confidence that you and I need to get a hold of. I'm here to tell you right now that in the last days, it's going to take more than believing a doctrine. It's going to take more than a little feeling in an altar. It's going to take more than, uh, than just uh, being a 
part of the church. No, there's going to have to be an assurance. There's going to have to be a confidence. There's going to have to be an absolute. That's the faith that Peter was talking about. That's the kind of faith that he's saying there. He's saying you got to have that kind of faith. But no matter what happens, he loves me. I love him. If I die, it's to be with him. If I stay, I'm going to work in the kingdom. Either way, it's about him. John put it this way. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. This is the kind of faith we're talking about. We need to quit playing church. We need to find the will of God. And we need to get in the will of God. Because I'm going to tell you, when you're in the will of God, when you open up your mouth and you petition the throne, he's going to stand up. He's going to make it happen because it's about his kingdom. It's about his divine will in your life. Somebody help their preacher tonight. We got to stop serving ourselves. Listen to me. We've got to stop serving ourselves. We got to stop being selfish. We need to get in the will of God. The will of God may be suffering for me. The will of God may be hardship for me. Oh, will a God may be pain for me. Oh, will a God may be poverty. Oh, will a God can be all kinds of things. But this confidence I have when I'm in His will and I open my mouth, the power of God is going to come down. It's an absolute. It is the truth. I think a lot of us walk around with lack of confidence that God really hears us and God's really responding to us because we've never really found that place where we are walking in the divine will of God and what happens to us in the flesh doesn't matter and if things don't go my way here or go my way there, what does that matter? Life is but like a vapor. Life is but like the grass in the field. Life is but like a smoke. Life comes and life fades. What does the little trivials of life Life matter. What's important is that I'm in the will of God. And when I'm walking in His will, I pray in His will. I seek His will. I want His will. Oh my God, have mercy. Oh, let's clap our hands to the Lord. Give Him praise. <laughs> Simon Peter is saying, that this is the kind of faith that must be the foundation. Everybody say the foundation. This has to be the foundation that you add to. That you build on. All these other things that he's going to make his way into talking about in these next few verses. We are adding all of this to this faith that he was speaking of. Faith here meaning confidence in God, assurity, standing strong to where we can speak 
like Paul the Apostle spoke and said, to be with him is better than to be with you. But if I got to stay here, I will. Because it's about his will. It's about his purpose and not about mine. What a confidence. If I die tomorrow, I'm okay. It just doesn't matter. I know he's with me. I know I'm, I am assured that I walk in him. This is the foundation that everything must be added on top. But everybody say foundation. You see, it's not the end, and this is the problem with a lot of us, a lot of Christians, is that faith becomes the end of our journey. We pray through to the Holy Ghost, we get baptized, we begin to live for Him, we have faith in Him, and that is sort of where we stay. We just kind of ride in that train cart, if you please. But James said in chapter 2, in verse number 14, What does it profit, my brothers, though a man say he has faith and hath not works? Can faith save him? This is what Peter was talking about. I appreciate your faith. Your faith is awesome. It's incredible. It's where we start. It's the foundation. Everything must be built upon it. You must be absolute assured and you must absolutely be in the will of God. And if you've got that kind of foundation, you can begin to add on top of that and it'll be a strong and a sure foundation. And the world around you but it won't shake you and the world can crumble around you but you're not going to crumble you'll stand to the end we are more than conquerors through Christ that strengthens us And so Peter says, oh yeah, you got to have that faith. You got those precious promises, precious great promises. You got the divine nature of Christ. You've been redeemed from the corruption of the flesh through the lust of the world. These are wonderful, he said. But you got you to gotta add to this and you got to add to it diligently. And you got to build on a faith that is unshakable and unmovable. That word add there in the Greek rendering is, uh, is uh, uh, there an illusion. Listen to this. An illusion as a chorus leader. I love this. It, it's, it's the word, the same word that is used as a choir director. And here's a, here's a choir up there. And you got the choir director. The choir director is faith. Everybody else in the choir or all the other things that need to be added to it. And you know how it is. If, if the altos don't get it right, it don't sound right. If the sopranos don't get it right, it don't sound right. What, is there another one? Tenor. Daddy sing bass. Mama sing tenor. Is that how that goes? You don't know. It's an old country song. All right. I know. I just lost everything. I think, it's a, I think it's a Christian song, though, right? Okay. Where was I? Ha. Huh. Choir. And so the choir director, who is faith, he begins to direct. And you got all these things that Peter says needs to be added unto. This is the word that's being used here. This word add. It's like someone who steps up and brings 
everything else into order. It's the one that steps up and brings the proper balance to all the voices in the choir. And so Simon Peter says, add to. Let faith step up. Don't let faith be alone. Don't leave faith alone. Faith's got to grow. Faith's got parts out there that it can bring together and produce what? A perfect harmony of a godly walk that is in your life. And Simon Peter said, when you're done putting this choir together and faith is its foundation, you will not fail. Somebody shout, I will not fail. And that's what he's talking about here. And that this word here, add, it is as though a, a chorus leader has stepped up. And, and as though faith is leading and faith is putting everything together. And faith is the director of all things uh, at it. And the parts are needed, though, to make everything work just right. So James said, your faith can't be alone. You got to add some things to it. You got to get some works involved. You got to build on that foundation. God gave us the faith. Yes, he did. And a faith that has given us assurance that we will stand upon. And we walk through adversity. And we walk through trouble. But we won't quit. We don't give up. We keep going forward. Why? Because we've got faith faith we've got confidence we got the assurance that God is with us yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil why because because thou art with me so Peter goes on to say and we talked about this last Wednesday these things that are being added under the faith, they don't necessarily have to be added in a certain order. But if you want to do that, that's perfectly fine as well. But the very next thing that he does mention, he says, add to your faith virtue. Everybody say virtue. This word virtue, moral excellency. And we'll get into it a little bit more uh, later on that. Now, Understand that when Simon says, add to your faith virtue. Well, virtue actually blankets all the other things that Simon mentions later in the verse. Virtue is, is a culmination of uh, many characteristics and attributes. It's a very broad word is what I'm trying to say. But in this instance, the word virtue here is actually moral power or moral energy or the vigor of the soul. So it's not just being moral. He already sort of dealt with that, right? We can walk around. We can dress right. We can talk right. We can eat right, drink right. We can fix things in our life and, and, and get the morals in our life right, not judge one another, not condemn one another, uh, think evil of one another, speak evil of one another. And, you know, the list goes on. Uh, get our, our morals in order. But yet it takes more than that. Christ doesn't just want us to have morals. He wants us to have the power to 
act upon those morals and the power to enforce them in our life to the point where a brother or someone, you're standing in a circle and I know this can be uncomfortable and I know we don't want to offend and, and I understand all of that. But you're standing in a circle and someone begins to tell a very filthy joke. I want to tell you, when you have virtue, you won't stand for it. Now, you, you, that doesn't mean you got to, you know, chew the guy out or any of that stuff. But if you have virtue in you, inside of you, you're not going to participate in that. You're going to say, excuse me, gentlemen, for a moment. And you're going to walk away. Why? Because... Because this kind of virtue gives you the power to let your your moral uh, come forth and be enforced. When others come to you and you have an opportunity to, to get ahead. But in order to get ahead, you have to cheat a little. You have to lie a little. You have to do something wrong just a little. It's this the virtue here. This moral power. This power that gives you the ability to allow the correct moral in your life to come forth and to act and to go into action. That's what Paul Paul and James are talking about when they're talking about building on your faith. And James says faith without works is dead. You might have the faith to believe that's wrong, but if you don't step out and act on it, then your faith is dead. Even if it costs you something. No sir, I'm not going to do that. No sir, I'm not going to lie. No sir, I'm not going to cheat. But it's going to cost you I can't help it I can't help it it's the virtue it's the moral power it's that power in me and that's what James is saying here Peter is saying here he said with your faith you need to get that power you need to get that virtue in you you need to get that action in you that causes you to respond we have got to stop being that silent majority or that silent minority whatever it may be we've got to let virtue rise up let the power of godliness come up and stand for what is right you got to add this to your faith this word virtue virtue here it's not a uh, it's not an abstract word it's not a passive word it's a, it's a word of action it is it requires great energy everybody say great energy everyone say boldness it's the very essence uh, in the firmness and and the manliness and the end of Dependentness of your walk in God. It means courage. It means fortitude. It means to enable you to profess the faith before men in these times of persecution. That's what that word virtue there means. And so Peter says, I appreciate your faith. I know where it came from. You've got that assurance. You're walking in the will of God. But you need to ask add to that faith uh, some virtue you need to let come into that faith uh, the energy the strength uh, the fortitude uh, the courage uh, to step out uh, and begin to act uh, upon what you know is right uh, and the right way and the right way to say it uh, and the right way to do it 
You know this is the area that we lack in. We believe in the oneness of God. We believe in baptism in Jesus' name. We believe in separation from the world. We believe in dressing in a way that it's modest. We believe in pleasing Christ. We know what is right and what is wrong. But we need to add to that faith a virtue that will cause us to begin to act. That add to your faith virtue. The courage and the fortitude that's needed. Proverbs 28 and 1 says, The wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. What is that? It's virtue. It's virtue. Tell, tell your neighbor, it's time to get bold. I didn't say arrogant and stupid. I said bold. There's a difference. And you're going to know when it's time to act. Because the Holy Ghost is going to prompt you. You're going to know it's time to respond. Speak up and say something. Do something. Whatever God leads you and shows you to do. 1 Corinthians 16 and 13. Watch. Everybody say watch. Watch ye stand fast in the faith. Plant your feet in what you know to be true. Don't let anything move you and don't let anything cause you to compromise. He said stand fast in the faith. Quit ye like men and be strong. He's talking about adding virtue to your faith. Don't only know what you believe. Don't let nobody else cause you to compromise on what you believe. That's called virtue. You got to add that to your faith. Jude chapter 1 verse number 3 Beloved when I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation It was needful for me to write unto you And to exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith Which was once delivered unto the saints You know they call it freedom of speech They're trying to convince us that that's only for evil people. And that if you open your mouth and use freedom of speech in the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're a homophobe, you're, and the list goes on. Right? Right? Am I the only one living in this world? Or have y'all compromised so much you haven't felt the pressure? Because that's what happens when you compromise. You don't get the heat. People don't throw rocks at you. They think you're one of them. Because even though you have the faith, you don't have the virtue. You've never added to your faith courage, strength, Boldness. 
contend for the faith. They may want to convince you it's not true, but you and I have freedom of speech. And if they can open up their mouth and they can cuss and they can speak immorally and they can do all of this junk, I can open up my mouth and say Jesus loves you and he wants to redeem you from this evil spirit. Woo! And then if you're me, you end that with dodo bird. But you lose your witness if you do that. Contend for the faith. Acts chapter 6 and verse 8. Is this okay? I feel like I'm losing you. It seems like every time I start talking about something that's a sensitive subject in America, you guys shut up. What are you afraid of? And you're my best group. What do I do on Sunday? Acts chapter 6, verse number 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, virtue. He didn't only have faith. He wasn't only assured of what he believed that when he stood up and he began to preach the gospel and they began to throw rocks at him, he didn't say, oh, never mind, I'm so sorry. Oh, forgive me, I didn't mean to offend you. Oh, I'm sorry, don't throw rocks at me. No, my friend, he just kept preaching in the power of the Holy Ghost. He didn't care what they were throwing, what they were doing, why. He added virtue to his faith. He added power. He added boldness. He added strength. Let's stand to our feet and clap our hands to the Lord. Will you do that? Clap your hands to the Lord for a moment. Come on. Come on. Let's give up a Holy Ghost clap. A Holy Ghost clap to the Lord. God, we praise you. We love you. We magnify you, Lord. We adore you. You can be seated. Just a few more minutes. <laughs> Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse number 2. But even after that, we had suffered before and were shamefully entreated. As you know at Philippi, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God with much contention. Even though everything came against us, everyone was against us. They stoned us and left us for dead. But we got up and we made our way back into the city and we preached this gospel anyway. Even though everything was coming against us. Why? Was it just his faith? No. It was because Paul the apostle had added virtue to his faith. He had added boldness and courage and strength. Strength to his faith. 2 Timothy 1 and 13. Hold fast the form of sound words which you have heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. Hold fast to the form of sound words. 
If you have that faith, if you have that assurance, you know you're right. You know you're in truth. You know you're in the power. Then we owe it to everyone we meet when that door opens. To somehow let a boldness and a strength come on us. To be able to act upon that faith. I don't want my faith to be dead. I don't want it to be without works. Because faith without works is dead. The Bible says. I want my faith to have works. And the only way that's going to happen is I've got to get baptized with a boldness. I've got to get baptized with a strength. I've got to get baptized with a, a, a brassness inside of me. Now, you know pastor preaches love and all these things. You know what I'm saying. I, I'm not talking about going out there being crazy. When you open your mouth, you better. You, you, we, we must always open it in love. They should feel compassion before they ever sense conviction. The first thing that should ever flow over them is love and compassion that's flowing out of you. And I promise you, you stand strong right after love and compassion. Conviction will come. And it will grip their heart. We live in a world today that's looking for leaders. They're looking for someone who actually really believes in what they're saying. That's why you have so many people that follow so many crazy people. They're following them because the person speaks with conviction and compassion and probably truly believes in what he is expressing. The word says you have this faith. You have these great precious promises. You have the divine nature of Christ. You have escaped the corruption of the flesh through the lust that exists here in, in the world. You have these things. He said now add to this. Add to your faith. Add to your assurance. This faith here. This assurance. This absolute knowing to the point that if it's going to take my life, that's okay. I know, I know this is true. If it causes pain or harm or situations or things to go bad, if it's because of truth, then, well, Lord, I just want to be in your will. I just want to walk in, in your path. He said, add to that kind of faith, that kind of assurance, that kind of um, steadfastness. Of knowing without a doubt that when you pray, God hears. And because he hears, uh, he answers. Add to that virtue. Add a boldness. Add a, add a brassness. Add a strength. Add a courage to it. So that you can act on it. And then he goes on to say, now. When you get that boldness. And you get that courage. And you get that strength. Why don't we add a little knowledge to it? So when we do act, we act right. And when we do respond, we do it in love and compassion, kindness. And I don't have time to really touch on knowledge uh, here today. But this word knowledge is actually coincides with the word wisdom. The true wisdom by which our faith through virtue is increased. The Bible says, faith cometh by and hearing of the. So when we learn God's word, 
our faith is increased. And while our faith is increased, our virtue needs to be increased with it. The more faith, the more boldness, the more strength, the more we act, the more we respond. But we respond with knowledge. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 17. The God of our Father, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of His calling and what is the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. So faith, the assurance, virtue, the power to act on that assurance and the knowledge and the wisdom of how to act, how to respond, what to do. Psalms 9 and 10 says, and they that know your name will put their trust in you for you Lord have not forsaken them that seek you look what Daniel says and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupt by flatteries but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits there's something about knowledge that will give strength to your virtue and will increase your faith when you put these three together I'm telling you, you produce a stick of Holy Ghost dynamite. You produce a Holy Ghost explosion. I am assured in what I believe. I have the courage to act on it. And I've got the knowledge of how to do it. My Lord Church, when we just get these first three inside of us, when we become that choir leader and we begin to add these things to our life, we will not fail but more important than that, we will bear fruit. We're going to see people come in. God's going to help us reach them. God's going to help. He's going to give us the words to speak. He's going to give us the actions to do. Somebody shout hallelujah. I'm closing. Philippians 3 and 9. And be found in him not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ. The righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death if by any means I might obtain unto the resurrection of the dead. Paul said, I want to know him, whether it's in the power of his resurrection or whether it is in the suffering of his death. That is that assurance of faith. That is that boldness of virtue. Paul said, this is how I've got to know him. Why Paul the apostle? Because sometimes I'm on the top of the mountain and everything's going great. And when I'm up there, I want to still be in the will of God. But sometimes I'm down in the valley and everything's 
things going wrong and there's just suffering upon my life but I want to stay in the will of God that's why he said in another area he said be content wherever you find yourself it doesn't matter wherever God has you it's okay if you have the faith if you have the assurance if you have the virtue if you have the boldness if you have the knowledge you'll know he'll never leave you or forsake you you can get through the valley you can climb over the mountain it doesn't matter where you're at if you're suffering with him on the cross if you're in the power of his resurrection if you're raising the dead or if you're being stoned if you're feeding the multitudes or if you're starving the death whatever it is if you've got these things you're going to make it through you're going to come out on top what shall separate us from the love of Christ Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2 let's stand grace and peace be multiplied unto you through what the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge through the knowledge for this cause we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge the knowledge of his the knowledge of his will uh, electronics knowledge of his will in all wisdom and in spiritual understanding everybody say faith virtue knowledge faith is that which gives us or speaking of that assurance in what we believe the word of the Lord tells us that we should study to show ourselves approved so that when anyone comes up to you and asks, why do you believe this you're able to give an answer you're able to give a response why do we baptize in Jesus name oh let me show you why do why do we preach and teach that there's only one God oh let me show you why do we separate ourselves from the lust of the flesh and the things of this world? Let me talk to you about it. No telling what the question's going to be, but we can have an answer. The faith is the assurance. The virtue is the courage and, and the strength to be able to speak up about what you believe, to be able to act on at what you believe. And then the knowledge gives us the ability to respond properly to do it right because our goal is not just to convince someone of something our goal is to reach them for Jesus Christ the word says it's easier to win a walled city than it is to reach a brother that's been offended so we got to have that knowledge that wisdom that teaches us when we become Bold and strong and, and, and have the strength to stand upon what we believe. Now listen, that doesn't mean that there isn't going to be times you're going to offend. Do you think, do you think Stephen offended someone? He offended them so much they picked up rocks and stoned him to death. So sometimes offense will come. You have to have the wisdom and the knowledge to know. 
what to do and how to do it. And God will give that to us. Everybody say faith, virtue, knowledge. And we're just beginning on this, but towards the end of this chapter. And if you have these things, he said, you will not fail. If these things abide in you, you will not fail. And those that do not have these things, they are blind. And they cannot see afar off. And he gives us the reason. And we'll get on this later, but he gives us the reason why they don't have these things. Because they have forgotten where God has brought them from. They forgot where they were when God found them in sin. Redeemed. How many of y'all remember where the Lord found you? How many of you think about that every once in a while? Just every once in a while, I'll just, I'll just start weeping. Oh, God. He found this old Cajun boy in the middle of Poche Town. Nobody. On drugs. Foul mouth. Piece of trash. Worthless. And you walked right in the middle of that filthy city. Because of a praying mother, you put your hand on me and you brought me out. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. He found you in the same place. Even if you were raised in church, you know you were a bad little boy, Brother Cooper. Was you raised in church? She was? Your wife? Sister Cooper, were you raised in church? You remember those bad days? <laughs> Just kidding. And the Lord finds us and, and redeems us. We don't ever need to forget that. He says when you forget that, you start losing everything. You start feeling like you deserve what you have. Want to know why God's not giving you more. Huh? You start feeling like people ought to treat you better because you deserve, you know, you deserve better. Well, we don't deserve nothing. We don't deserve anything. I wonder what's going to happen. I'm done. I wonder what's going to happen because this is going to happen. So I wonder what's going to happen when we turn back into the days when they were sawed asunder and their heads were cut off. And they were tortured, and they were stoned, and they were hung on the gallows for no other reason but Christ. Now, you want to talk about faith? You want to talk about an assurance? Let me tell you something. Their belief in their doctrine isn't what caused them to suffer unto death. It wasn't what they believed. It's who they believed in. That caused them to suffer unto death. All kinds of people believe doctrines. But if you're going to make it all the way. We have to not only believe in something. We have to make sure we know who or whom we believe in. It's that personal knowledge. Amen. Well, I'm not good at altar calls. So just raise your hand. Lord. Tonight, the Word of God has been spoken to us. I believe, Lord, you, you've come to encourage. You've come to strengthen. you come to show us some things in the Word of God. you come to reveal, give revelation. 
our hearts and our minds. That, Lord, it's time to add to our faith. It's time to add to our assurance of that which we believe in and whom we believe in. God, we need to add virtue. We need to add a, a strength. We need to add a boldness. We need to add a, a courageousness in us, God. That we might be able to respond and act upon this faith that we have. Help us to study, to show ourselves approved. Help us to get into your word and learn about you. You said study the scriptures, search them, and that testify of you. Learn about you wherein we might find eternal life. Father, give us that hunger, that desire to reach into your word, to study that word, to, to bring it out, to find you, God. To find you in every area, every verse, every chapter of the word of God. There you are. There you are. There you are. You're everywhere, God. You're throughout all the pages, Lord Jesus. And we love you, Father. Give us that knowledge. Help us to acquire. Help us to add virtue to our faith and add this knowledge to our virtue. And, and God, let this choir director of faith begin to put together God, this symphony that's going to sing aloud in our hearts and, and, and rivet out into the hearts of others, God. I just ask it in the wonderful, mighty name of the Lord. I pray, Lord, I pray, add virtue to our faith. Give us courage. Give us strength. Help us not to compromise, God. Help us not to be afraid of this world, afraid of the government, afraid of co-workers, afraid of our friends, afraid of our neighbors, afraid of our family. God, we tuck tail, we run, we, we close our mouths, we fear. We're afraid of what people might think, what they might say. Oh, God, give us virtue. God, give us virtue. Help us add virtue, Lord, to, to our faith, oh, God. Help us to become strong and brave and not compromise, Lord, but to stand upon this truth, God. And to speak in the knowledge of the word of the Lord. Speak in the knowledge of the word of the Lord. The knowledge of the word of the Lord. Because when your word goes forth, it never comes back void. When your word leaves our mouth, it will always accomplish that which it was sent to do. It will never fail. Not one I, uh, Lord, will fail to be dotted. Not one T will fail to be crossed. That knowledge, that word, it'll give us the power. It'll have the strength behind our zeal. It'll bring the resistance results behind our action Lord the word will do that God the word will do that the word will do that amen everyone say Lord help me add virtue to my faith and add knowledge to my virtue amen amen